This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here today to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. And as always, we are coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. Yes, the city of gold. And what an amazing show we have for you today. You know why? Because I'm going to give you a key to having a happy marriage. Yes, I'm not only a financial advisor extraordinaire. I am also a marriage counselor extraordinaire. It doesn't get better. You can come to this show. You listen to the show. You'll find out everything. I'll talk to you about cooking if you want. I'll beg you. I'll talk to anything. If you bring a listener, if everybody's listening now, the two of you who are listening now, and one of you is my daughter, if both of you bring another listener, I will speak about anything that you want. Just kidding. But if you do have a topic that you want me to speak about or anything else, feel free to send me an email at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com, www.aaronkatzman.com. So you want to know what the key to a happy marriage is? Speak to your spouse about money. Yes, communication. I'm not a big communication kind of person. I'm like old-fashioned, personally. But it is important to speak to your spouse about money. Now, have you been to a restaurant lately? I'm sure you have, like you've gone out to eat. A real restaurant, you know, not just like, uh, not McDonald's or something like that, but a real nice restaurant. Did you notice that the couples who were in attendance, who were eating, the diners at the, at the restaurant, when they were two at a table, were not talking to each other, but rather they were using their cell phones, their smartphones. Everybody was just so engrossed. They're sitting there. They're typing away. You know, I don't know why, you, why people bother going out to dinner with their spouse when all they're going to do is communicate to other people with their phones. You know, but that's just what goes on now. This is the age of the smartphone. It's sort of sick. But whatever. Now, as I said, I'm not big on the communication thing, like many men. And like most men, for some, a deep conversation may revolve around who's going to pick up the milk on the way home from work, right? It might revolve around mm, what we're going to watch on TV. (laughs) That's like a big male-female marriage communication kind of talk. But... When it comes to money issues, I think that the lack of communication is a two-way street. Both men and women have a difficult time calmly, and I want to stress calmly, talking about their finances. Too often, the attempt at a discussion quickly turns into the spending, what we like to say, blame game. It's your fault. I told you not to, I told you not to buy the, um, the sweater for our son. Right? She says, well, I told you not to buy the pizza, right? I'm just talking like on small amounts of money, but you can, you know, when it gets a little bit bigger, right? All we do is blame each other. That's not so healthy. While many think infidelity is the number one reason for divorce, it turns out that money issues take the top spot. 
Now, don't repeat this, okay? And nobody listens so to the show, so that shouldn't be a problem. But I'm going to quote none other than Dr. Phil. Yes, Dr. Phil said, imagine his little drawl, Southern drawl. It's this simple. Money can ruin your marriage. In fact, it's the number one problem in marriages and the number one cause of divorce. People often underestimate the commitment in merging two lives together. The reason you fight so much about money is because it's the most measurable. Sure, compromises also need to be made when it comes to issues of time, space, and affection. But with money, the give and take is quantifiable. Wow. Listen to Dr. Phil, man. Rocking with Dr. I'm going to start watching. I'm going to DVR the Dr. Phil show. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen. But he made a good point here, right? It's imperative that couples get on the same wavelength regarding budgeting and saving issues. It's also important they start speaking about their views of the future, i.e. retirement planning. You're listening to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to send me an email at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il, or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com, www.aaronkatzman.com. We're speaking about the key for a successful marriage, and that is communication about money issues. Now, I sit with middle-aged couples all the time, and I can tell you 99.3% of them have never spoken about retirement with each other. Now, granted, between work, raising kids, and all the other things that happen, which we like to call life, right? Life happens. Speaking about something that's going to be in, take place in 20 or 25 years uh, is easy to be, uh, let's say, taking in a back seat to, right? Overlooked. Right? There are a lot of other things that we say, like, life happens, right? So what do I care about what's going to happen 25 years from now? Now, I don't think you have to speak, you know, on Mondays and Thursdays about your retirement plans. But to have a conversation once a year, speak about dreams every now and then, so that you're sort of getting yourself on the same mindset is pretty critical. It goes without saying that the closer you get to retirement, the more frequent those discussions, and I would say probably the more in-depth those discussions need to be, clearly. But, you know, I understand, but it doesn't mean that some, just because you understand why people don't do, do things, um, that that's the right thing to do, right? They should do the right thing. And that is from time to time, have that discussion. It's also important that couples start trying to define their retirement goals. Certainly, a 40-year-old doesn't need to have a mapped-out retirement, but having some kind of a general concept of what it might look like is a pretty good idea, I think. Now, there are planners out there that believe you need to have concrete plans when you're 40-year-old. 40-year-old. I think that's over the top. I think it's hogwash, actually, right? Because I live in Israel. And I've lived here for a very, very, very long time. And it's one thing I've learned here is you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone what's going to happen in 30 years from now. So to try and make like this mapped out plan is just foolish. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. But on the same, uh, you know, it is important to think about things, right? We should be thinking people. What is crucial is that the couple be on the same wavelength as to what they want to accomplish during retirement. Do you like to travel? Do you have a big family and do you want to help out and spend time with your grandchildren? Do you like to garden? Do you like to volunteer? I don't know. Whatever you come up with now is going to be helpful because you can guesstimate how much type of lifestyle is going to cost you. And then you can start planning 
accordingly. And that is important because a there is trying to figure out what kind of lifestyle you want to have, and that's a moving target in many in many respects. What you think you might. Uh, how you might want to spend your retirement at 40 could be very, very difficult when, different, I should say, than when you actually hit retirement. Why? Well, things happen. Maybe you're not going to be in the same health. Maybe you're going to be limited in the scope of what you're able to do because you're not as healthy as you thought you were or as you were when you were 40 years old, right? There are all kinds of different things that take place. There are financial issues. Maybe you didn't quite make it financially to where you wanted to be, or conversely, maybe you hit a home run and you're set really, really for a comfortable retirement. So things change. That's why it also pays to adapt as time goes by. Don't start criticizing each other, right? I can't emphasize enough the need to discuss these issues civilly. Not blame each other for overspending. It is common that one person in a relationship may be focused more on saving while the other does a lot of the family spending. This means that from the get-go, there's potential for conflict. Go to a restaurant, turn off your cell phones, and start discussing these issues calmly, right? Some of the restaurants we go to, it takes a little bit of time for the food to come out. So while you're waiting for the waiter to deliver your orange sauce duck, and while I'll be waiting for my entrecote, medium rare, and then have to ask for more ketchup because I never bring enough, you've got plenty of time to turn off your phone and start discussing these issues calmly. Yes, you want to talk like this. You know why? Because then if you get into a, an argument or your spouse doesn't like what you're saying, probably a good chance you'll put them to sleep because you're going to be so calm and so boring and so mellow that it's probably going to make you sleepy. And that's one way to avoid conflict. <laughs> Just kidding. This way, you can get, by turning off your cell phones and start discussing these issues calmly, you can get a better understanding of where each person is coming from and then reach a middle ground and not, and not only define goals, but sort of agree to a plan, that, a spending plan now, which will enable you to achieve your dreams, right? how you vision your sort of dream retirement. I'll tell you, this method also helps get the couple on the same page and creates a team-like approach to handling your money as opposed to an adversarial relationship where it's, again, one, it's like, you know, one, one's the ATM, the other spends, and they come back, and this one criticizes and blames, why do you spend so much? You just asked me for money yesterday, right? It shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't, it shouldn't, you shouldn't have a marriage where, at least on the financial side of things, you're adversaries, right? You should be working towards the same goals and being on the same page. If the couple works as a team, there will be more discipline on the spending side, which will free up money to go into savings, which will ultimately not only help your long-term financial situation, but it's also going to lead you to a better marriage, which is probably much more important at the end of the day than if you can take another an extra trip when you're 72 years old, right? Having a better marriage is far more important than that. You're listening to The Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. As always, if you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web, www.aaronkatzman.com, www.aaronkatzman.com. We'll see you soon.